because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan, and I want you to join with me on a journey into our inner lives, our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, everything that helps shape the way we interact with and respond to the outside world. And if we can utilize these tools of consciousness, we can live a better life, inner, outer, and in our total lives. Well, there's nothing more inner than an intuitive insight. So I want to talk about intuition, what it is, and more importantly, sometimes what it is not, and how we can develop a stronger sense of intuition, and what are the steps that we need to do to actually follow these intuitions, these intuitive insights. Okay, so you've probably seen in movies where somebody is grappling with their consciousness about something that maybe morally or ethically could be ambiguous, or maybe it's something they shouldn't be doing, and there's a little devil that appears on one side that says, yeah, go ahead and do it, man, this is great. And then an angel comes over on this side and says, oh, no, you mustn't do that. That wouldn't be right. And, and I guess that's the way they speak. And then there's this debate or this uh, discussion maybe between, okay, do I follow this side or do I follow this side? Now, are both coming from your intuition? Well, they're both coming from inside, as are all the voices that you may hear, that you may get a sense regarding something that you're facing or some emotional state that you're in at the time, especially when it has to do with a decision that you're trying to make on your feet in the moment. And you can get this sense, you know, should I do this? Should I not do this? Okay, and these are archetypal energies, okay, the angel and the devil, the two sides of, of something. And that's a little two-dimensional. And I know, like I said, we've seen this in movies before. Um, but an intuition, an intuitive insight, a true one, is something that comes from somewhere else, somewhere deep inside you. It's not based entirely on what you already know what you believe to be right or wrong, as in the movie example case. It's something deeper. A true intuition comes from a part of you that, yes, includes the things that you know and you've experienced, but it goes deeper into a part, maybe on the soul level, okay, that comes through and sometimes knows more than we know that we know, if that makes any sense. Okay, so you can get this urge, you can get this sense of feeling about something. Maybe it's an uneasy feeling if you're about to do something new or you're getting involved in a business project or taking on a new client or something like that. You can get a hunch on somebody, maybe somebody's character, maybe something somebody says in the interview process and it raises a flag. Okay, that's all in this sense of intuition, okay, because intuition means to look into, okay, and to look into something means to kind of see past what's on the surface and get to a deeper, uh, maybe more meaningful level with more information that may be more vital <laughs> to making a decision or knowing how to proceed with someone, 
Okay, so we can get this hunch. We can get this mm, feeling that, hey, this might be a good thing, or hey, this may not be a good thing, or it may be just an idea that you didn't even have, like it comes out of the blue, like, I don't know what made me think of that, but I just all of a sudden thought that, you know, I need to go to Austin this weekend, uh, or something like that. I don't know what it is with you. Um, but the point is, you're getting something from deep within. It's not really from beyond. It might feel that way, but it really comes from deep within, and it speaks to you in some way, okay? Now, a lot of the times, we can get a clear sense of an intuition after the fact, okay? Say you deal with somebody and you take them on a, on a business arrangement and it falls apart. And then later on, after the fact, you can say, you know, I knew there was something weird about that. I knew this wasn't going to work. I should have listened. Okay, and it can work the other way in a positive sense, that if whatever you're doing or whomever you're dealing with ends up being a favorable interaction, it's like, I knew it. I knew this was going to be the one. But did you really? Or are you just looking back with this already knowing and then trying to justify it with an intuitive insight after the fact? Okay, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and that works with intuition, too. All right. Well, sometimes we can be fooled by that. You can say, gosh, I, I, had no, I didn't think this was going to work. I had every red flag. Uh, everything in me told me not to do this. And you know what? It actually worked out. Okay. Or you got every indication that this was it. This was the right thing. This felt good. This sensed good. I got green flags the whole time. And you know what? It was a flop. It was a total disaster. Why didn't I see this coming? I just can't trust my intuition. Well, that brings the discussion around to really what is intuition, what it is not, and how we can tell the difference, okay? Because an intuitive insight might come to you much in the same way a fearful, negative, self-defeating voice Oh, this isn't going to work. Oh, you're just not good enough. Oh, you're not going to get the audition. You're not prepared enough. Uh, they're not going to like you or whatever it is that you might say. Okay. And you could take that as being, well, it's my intuition. That came from my soul. That came from deep within. I better trust this. But it might just be a fear. Okay. It could be a fear of a hundred different kinds. And it can come with a negative communication, something that says, don't do this, okay, and then you don't do that. Now, that may or may not be true, but how we can really tell is if we look further into it, okay? Say if you want to go to the gym and work out. Well, and then part of you says, ah, you know, I'd kind of rather stay at home. I don't know if I feel right. It, you know, it might rain later, and then you're making up all these excuses. Is that really your intuition or is that you just trying to talk yourself out of something that you know you should do? Okay, then you're squashing your intuition or that greater part of yourself that knows better. Okay, so it could be a fearful or just lack of desire or some way that you can talk yourself out of doing something. Works the other way too. If you want to 
you know, you get a sense that, hey, I should do this. Ooh, my intuition is telling me, yeah, go ahead and buy that. You know, I can't really afford it right now, but wow, that guitar looks great. I'll charge it. That's what I'll do. Yeah, that's what my intuition is saying. Is that your intuition? Or is that wishful thinking? (laughs) Is that a desire or an appetite that you want to satisfy, an itch you want to scratch? And you're utilizing or you're using the banner intuition to go, oh, it was an intuitive insight and voila, you know, the clouds parted and the sun shined and here it is. And it told me, yes, buy this guitar now. You don't need groceries. Go ahead. <laughs> you got to have a new guitar. Um, that may not really be an intuitive insight. Okay. So we can confuse what a true intuition message is with either a negative fearful, kind of talk you out of doing something that says, oh, don't do that. Or it could be a, yeah, go ahead and do this, very affirmative. Uh, But that could be wishful thinking or just satisfying something that you want to do and can't really justify it uh, logically. So you just put it off as being, well, it's an intuition. I can feel it in my bones. This is the right thing. And this can be difficult, okay? It can be sometimes hard to know the difference, okay? And I think part of the reason why is that, as I was just describing, if we attribute a negative thought or an impulse, emotional uh, response or idea, if we confuse that with intuition, then we're putting this false sense onto intuition. And like the boy who cried wolf, if a real intuition or intuitive insight comes through, we may not recognize it as such because we're in the habit of calling these other things an intuition, okay? And another reason why we may not actually listen or hear because of all the static and everything else that's going on, really get to hear this insight come through is because we don't want to hear it, okay? Maybe the intuition, the intuitive insight is what you know you should do. Maybe you know you should go to the gym. Maybe you know you shouldn't buy that guitar. Or maybe you know this client is probably not right for you, okay? Uh, But if we've not connected with that that true part of ourselves from within, living the inner life, then we may not recognize it, we may not respond to it. So by pushing it down, by pushing it away, we're actually turning our heads. We're closing our ears and our eyes to this message that's coming through. So the next time one comes through, we may also dismiss it. Okay, so it works both ways. We can take a an emotional response and attribute it to an intuition, or we can take an intuition and say, nah, that's nothing. Okay. Now, I don't think you have to go too far or look too deep under the surface to really tell the difference. A lot of the times we know what's better. Okay. And what's maybe an emotional um, need or desire that just wants to be satisfied, okay? A lot of times the intuition, if it's true, 
It's telling us what we should do. And by should do, I mean what the soul wants to do, what we really, really should do, not what society tells us to do, not what your spouse, or your parents, or your kids, or whatever thinks you should do, um, but really what your soul, your deep need. And if we're not connected to our own selves and our own soul and on that level, where these intuitions come from, then we're just not having a strong line of communication. And I think the more we can get involved with ourselves, our deeper, more rich part of ourselves, rich in every sense of the word, our spiritual side, something that's beyond just the surface, something that goes to a different level of priority and value than just the things of everyday living. Okay, if we're not used to making that connection, and to do that, we have to be quiet, we have to still the mind of the whole thought stream of all the noise within and without that's going on, this monkey mind that can be very, very busy. We have to relax that a little bit. So meditation, breathing, any kind of relaxation technique that you have, and maybe some time alone. Maybe you can find 10 minutes in the day where you can be quiet. And you can't always conjure up this intuitive insight, okay? You can't demand it when you want it. Because a lot of times, if it's working properly and you're responding in a favorable way, it will come up in the moment, okay? And that's where you have to be careful to make sure it is a true insight and not just an appetite. But we don't have to really, like I said, look too far too deeply, you know, we can pause and say, you know what, is this really it? I'll just go back to the, go to the gym <laughs> and say, well, maybe you had an insight. You know, well, I should really go to the gym. And then you try talking yourself out of it. The first one was probably correct. What did you think in the first place? How did you get that insight? What you were doing something else. And then you thought, gosh, maybe some of your body told you or your muscle memory remembers the last time you went to the gym and worked out and you actually felt better afterwards, even if you didn't feel like going in the first place. And this could be any form of exercise, going for a walk, um, lifting weights at home, doing some yoga, some stretching, it doesn't have to go to the gym, but I'm just talking about getting some physical exercise. So your body's probably telling you. And of course, our physical component is linked a lot of times to our emotions and our mental state. Okay. After a good, strong workout or a swim or a walk in nature, that can really change our thoughts, uh, our emotions, uh, our state of mind. Uh, it can release endorphins. You know, the blood's moving, it's circulating. You're out of your head. You're not all balled up at the home office, you know, in the head office, you're actually out somewhere. And if you're out in nature, if there's other people, and if you do go to a place like the gym, there's really only one reason to go there. I know people sometimes go for social interaction. They have friends that, that go to the gym or maybe a workout buddy who uh, shows up with you. Um, but really the gym is kind of built for working out. That's what it is. There's exercise machines and weights and, and things like that. That's why you go there. Okay. So the thought of going to the gym 
is not just the building, but it's knowing that this is a place. So you're not really, you're not near the computer. You're not, you know, answering your phone. You're not doing all these other things uh, that you might be doing if you didn't go. So you get focused not only onto what you're doing, but you release everything else that you're just focused on this one thing. And that's good. That is actually a form of meditation. You can even look at your workout as being a walking or working meditation, very active in your physical body. But since you're just focusing on doing your reps and counting them and setting up the weight machine or timing yourself if you're going to go for a run or something like that, you've eliminated most everything else from your thought stream, okay? Because you have this thing to do, okay? So it gets you out of the everyday and it gets you into this zone if you can get there um, with working out. It could be anything else, you know, playing music or listening to music, something that gets you out of the everything world and kind of gets you just into one thing. So this physical activity can really do a lot for us mentally, emotionally. It's not just a physical thing, okay? It's all connected together, okay? So you have this thought to go to the gym and part of you goes, ah, no, oh gosh, there's gonna be people sweating there and have to wait for a machine, probably can't even find a parking place and coming up with all these things. Just pause for a minute and pull back, okay? And you've got the angel and the devil on your shoulders and go, wait a minute. Let me just step back from this, okay? Why would I want to go to the gym? What am I going to get out of it? What's that going to be like when I'm done, okay? And what if I don't go, okay? What's that going to feel? I'm going to feel like, oh, geez, I should have gone. I'm going to regret it later. Um, that can kind of move the needle one way or the other, okay? And it may be that you truly don't want to go or that it maybe wouldn't be a good idea. And you might recognize that. And then you know that your thought to not go to the gym was actually really a true intuitive insight and not just an emotional reaction, okay? So to get more tuned in to yourself, to that greater, deeper part of yourself from which not only intuition, but all kinds of messages, you know, creative uh, thoughts, uh, if it's inspiration, if you're working on a project, uh, you may have a solution to a problem. This whole realm of our inner life that has a deeper knowledge than just what's stored in the brain, what's just remembered with experience, and what's being influenced, let's say, uh, by these emotions, good or bad, getting further and further into a deeper level, okay? Just like on the surface of the water, it could be rough, it could be windy, there could be waves, there could be turmoil, and you get deeper and deeper into it, and things are more calm, and you can see more clearly, you're away from this surface agitation. So that would be a goal to really connect more with your intuition and to recognize whether something is authentically an intuitive insight or if it's just some other impulse or emotion that you have going on in your life is to get in that practice of being more tuned in. And a lot of that has to do 
with listening. Okay. And listening, not only just with a blank mind, but keep in mind your values. Keep in your heart the why it is you want to do something or don't want to do something. Okay. I was using a, an example earlier of maybe a client. You're interviewing a client that you're going to take on for a project or something. And you get these red flags and you go, gosh, I don't know if this is the right thing. Now, could you just be wanting to avoid it and those red flags are false? Or could those red flags really be real? Now, that can also be further influenced by maybe how much you need a client right now. If you're like, geez, I'm a little behind this month. Uh, I got to get one, even though I'm getting all these red flags. You know, I've really just, I got to get this work. You know, I'll take it on, even though I know I shouldn't. Maybe that's not a good thing. So the more you can be in tune with that and why you're doing, what does it mean for you to have this client relationship? Okay. Is it going to cost you more time if you get this red flag or this sense that this person isn't going to be a good fit? Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for it later by doing a lot of rework. Are they going to be very needy and a lot of phone calls and emails and things that sap your time and energy? And then it may not be worth it. Even though you might have gotten X amount of dollars on this job, you actually might have lost money um, had you taken this on because it would have been too high maintenance. Okay. It would have not been a good fit. And you should know that, or you should at least have a sense, but pull back from the emotional. I know I really need a client right now, but this doesn't look right. Okay. This really doesn't feel like a good fit. Why doesn't it feel like a good fit? Okay. Well, they said something that every time someone has said something like that in the past, they've turned out to be really horrible clients. So you can base some of that on your previous experience. Bring that all in, but try to step back from the decision or you know the moment of that and pull back and go, hmm, take a bigger picture. Restate your values. Okay. What does it mean? What does a client relationship mean? If that means you want to get to know somebody and you want to help them launch their business or you want to help them through a difficult thing, whatever service you're providing or uh, tutor them if it's a you know, learning situation, uh, if you're mentoring, and you get in touch with that and say, oh, well, I want to do that because that makes me feel good to share what I know. I like to see somebody who hasn't been able to do this thing yet, that after uh, we have our sessions, now they're able to go on and conduct this part of their business uh, on their own. Uh, that there's satisfaction in that, you know, just like the gym, you know, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of reasons not to go. And it'd be very easy to talk yourself out of the pullback and look at the real reason. What, what is the more important thing? What is more of a value? What would it be like if I did this? What would it be like if I didn't do this and match that with your personal or professional mission statement? If it's a mission statement about exercise and health, or a mission statement about work and dealing with clients, then that is something that you value and you can run 
this if you're not sure either way if it well kind of like maybe do this but kind of doesn't feel right go back to your mission okay go back to your values if it is supporting your value then it's probably the correct intuition if this even though it sounds enticing seems like it goes against your value then it's probably not the great intuitive insight. Okay, so get in tune. Get in tune with yourself. And that's what the inner life is all about. And that's what we talk about here on Living the Inner Life is getting in tune, getting connected with a deeper part of yourself. Then you're not as confused or convoluted or just conflicted with emotional uh, chaos that may be going on. And that could be slight chaos, just emotional disturbance, or it could be really bad things, uh, big things. Um, and get in tune with yourself, okay? That's what we're talking about. And that's what we're here for. And thank you for taking the time to get in tune with me here on Living in the Inner Life. And we'll see you next time.